Dog Nation. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors Roundtable. Left side, it's a three. In and out, rebound, out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball. Above the break. Here's Kevin Danner. And Gary St. <laughs> Draymond up the floor, dribbles it, waits, hand off Thompson, takes a three on the way. No good, Looney with a tip, no good, tipped up, it's good! At the buzzer, Kevon Looney! Kevon Looney tipped it in, a scramble at the rim. The Warriors celebrate, jumping up and down, mobbing number five at midcourt. What a way to bring in the new year! What a way to bring in the new year indeed as we welcome you to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. A great call there from the voice of the Golden State Warriors, Tim Roy. And Kevin Dan alongside Gary St. Jean, we'd like to remind you that the Warriors 2022-23 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. Talking Warriors shooty hoop all hour long. You want to hit us up, 888-957-9570. And we got to start with the loony buzzer beater, Gary, because uh, it capped off an absolutely incredible performance from Kevon. And it was just a wild, wild marathon of a game. So many ways that game could have gone and so many things to talk about last night, but Kevon Looney saved that from becoming a 63-minute game, and I I don't know how much either team really had left in the tank after the first 58 minutes, so thankfully that was done in two overtimes. Well, aren't you just thrilled for Kevon? You know, he's the guy setting the picks. He's the guy, you know, uh, playing the defense, uh, getting the defensive board, and here he is last night with 10 offensive rebounds and he misses the first one and has the the keen awareness to go after the second one and puts it in right at the buzzer. And didn't you just love how all his teammates just just pig piled him? I, I love the way they jumped all over him. That that's how much they respect and like him. And to, from I'm just thrilled for him. That guy there, he, he's he, when you spell team, he, you got a picture of him. He he's just. Just a great teammate, and uh, I love the way Steve used him last night uh, when he wanted to go smaller and get some more offense. He went to Lamb, and when he needed more defense and rebounding, he went to him alongside of Draymond, and uh, it had to be one of Looney's best games ever. 14 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 offensive rebounds, huge offensive rebounds, as he always does. It helped give Golden State a 20-6 to edge in second-chance points, and obviously that was a huge difference in last night's game. I mean, we talk about his positioning. He's got a 7-4 wingspan, which obviously helps. But he's having a heck of a year. We Obviously, we, we talk about the year that Steph had before his shoulder injury, what Andrew Wiggins was doing before the adductor strain and recent illnesses. Uh, we'll get to Clay Thompson's 54-point performance, obviously. He's been on a tear recently. But Kevon Looney, not so quietly for those who watch every Golden State Warriors game, they obviously know his value. I mean, it especially showed in the playoffs last year. But He's picked it up this year. He's close to seven points per game. He's averaging a career high in rebounds, 8.2 rebounds per game. And just his availability 
Gary has been huge for this team, especially, you know, how banged up Golden State is right now. We'll get into some of the more kind of injury updates that that Golden State has had to endure on this recent homestand. But just him being able to be out there alone has been huge for Golden State. Well, when you're a coach, when you can just pencil in a guy every night and you, you know, there's it's not a roller coaster. You know what you're going to get from him. He's a very, very cerebral player. He really knows how to play the game. And it starts on the defense. Uh, he takes his matchup and, and really understands the strengths and weaknesses of the opponent. He understands defensive rotations. And, you know, I can tell you from talking to guys on the other teams, they don't want him involved in pick-and-roll coverage. That's how much respect they have for him because he can switch onto a small and contain him. And then, you know, we're talking about his rebounding and, and that length. Uh, you know, when you, when you look at what they're playing, now let, let's be honest. What, what, do you, what do you think he is, 6'8", six, 6'9"? Six, I'll give him 6'9". Okay. Now, what do you think Draymond is? 6'7". On a good day. And what do you think S- Lamb is? 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, <laughs> That's a little different NBA that, that's that's your bigs you're playing with right now. And uh, to these guys' credit, uh, you know, when they, when they rebound and, you know, what got them in trouble was the old problem that's been going on all year long is turnovers and, and I'm going to say reach-in falls. And, uh, but when you, when you expand and look in that whole game, it just so, there's just so many things to like. It was just a fun basketball game to watch. And big play after big play by guys who are getting an opportunity to play because you've got, you know, five guys out. Um, you know, a couple of them, you, you can argue, are, are two out of your top three or four players. And to be able to do this, come home after a disastrous road trip and take care of business, I think you and I are going to have to change our numbers again on our predictions. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, they, these guys, it, it's just great uh, what's going on. I, you just, everybody's just enjoying watching this team play right now, and that's cool. If you want to give us a prediction on the rest of the homestand, can the Warriors finish 8-0 on this homestand? Hit us up, 888-957-9570. You want to talk anything else? Golden State Warriors. Of course, Gary, we have to talk about Clay Thompson. I mean, 54 points last night, a career-high 39 field goal attempts, but very efficient, 21 of 39, hit 10 three-pointers. It was his third game with 50 points and 10 three-pointers in his career. Only one other guy has more, and of course, that's Stephen Curry. He's done it seven times. James Harden has done it twice. But this is the most points he has scored since his ACL and Achilles injuries. And I, I think it. You know, we're kind of past the... To me, we're past the point of saying, well, can Clay Thompson produce at, at a at a very capable level? He has shown that, especially... He has shown consistent scoring on this homestand. And then last night... He was just in a different stratosphere. Well, you know, I listened to him post-game, and I like what he did a couple weeks ago. He stopped listening. He stopped reading. And he just said, hey, I'm going to be Clay Thompson. I have, I have supreme confidence in myself. I know where my body's at. You know, he's not playing back-to-backs, and I think it's smart. And he played huge minutes last night, and 
you know, it was vintage clay because you saw him, uh, you know, drifting for great looks in the vision of the passer. Then you saw him off of baseline screens. And one of, uh, it, it didn't score last night, but Steve went back to his old playbook, uh, the need play, uh, need to get a shot, late game situation. Uh, Kev, you know this play uh, where it's a one-two pick and roll. And he ran it with Poole and him. Yep. And there was so much emphasis on Clay because they thought that's uh, where they were going. And it was a probably smart decision to take the ball out of his hands. And then Poole drove it and he didn't score. But uh, that's the respect he had last night. And uh, I, I'm just thrilled for him. Uh, this is a this is a guy that obviously has had a great, great career. And he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he, he's just special. And, uh, you know, it, it'll, it'll make a lot of people say, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's Clay, you know, and they're going to come back into the circle. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't just that he scored 54 points. He had some absolutely huge shots. Obviously, there was the go-ahead three to make it 132 to 130. Clay Thompson, after the game, said that was kind of like Washington State Clay Thompson. In college, he pounded the rock a lot to, to get into his shots, and that was big to make sure it went to double overtime. But I was more impressed, really, by the three to tie it up at 126 in the first overtime because that first overtime, Gary, got off to a really bad start. Uh, nothing was going offensively. I think they turned it over on their first two or three possessions. And on that possession, absolutely nothing was going on. It, it was a really, really bad possession. And then Clay bailed them out with a ridiculously tough corner three to really kind of help stabilize that first overtime period. Well, one thing you you might not think about that's really important is his footwork. Uh and you're making a great point about that corner. Uh, a lot of guys step on the line when he took one of them uh, as the overtimes uh, progressed. He was on the line when he missed it, but he has a knack. He he's a great corner three point shooter. I would I would gander to say that that's his favorite spot. And uh, I think some guys used to say it was the right corner. Um, but but his footwork is impeccable and. You know, that release, a lot of guys, we, we use the expression, you got to bring the ball down in the well, where you take it below your chest, and some guys take it all the way down near their waist. He catches that thing, and it's just a flick of the wrist, right uh, kind of parallel to the shoulders, and he just gets that release off so quick. And, uh, you know, he had that confidence going last night. And you're talking about a play where, you know what? nothing was working right then. And that that's where you're saying, Hey, I'm going to my hot guy and I'm going to the experienced guy. And they just got him a live ball up on top. And he was able to create space and knock that thing down. And you know, that's, that's what a great player does. Join us live at Chase Center on January 10th for Star Wars Night as the Dubs host the Phoenix Suns. The first 10,000 fans in attendance receive a Star Wars Night t-shirt. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP. Representatives are standing by. We'll finish up on our Clay Thompson chat on the other side of the break. We'll get into Jordan Poole's recent play, Dante DiVincenzo's emergence, and much, much more here on 95.7 The Game. Just joined us. Don't worry. 
We saved your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. At the Warriors Roundtable on 95-7 The Game. Curry behind the back. Wait, stops it, pops on the way. Ridiculous three on the white sideline. Now, here's Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Listen up, Dub Nation. All-star voting is live. Dub the Vote, presented by Google Cloud, gives you the power to send your favorite Warriors to this year's all-star game. Visit warriors.com slash dub the vote to vote now. Clay Thompson uh, making a a late push for an all-star case. He has been nails on this homestand coming off that 54-point game. And, uh, Cam, if if we have the quote, I I was hoping we could hear about – Clay Thompson after the game yesterday talking about why his shot looks tighter. And Gary, wanted to get your thoughts on this after we hear from Clay Thompson. I think so. And I think that's just a result of being in much better shape. When I'm not at the peak performing condition I need to be, I can drift. I can come. I'm, I'm, I was short a lot. And Ron Adams and I had a great conversation about just going straight up, straight down and really getting that lift under my shot. So, yeah, you could say that it's a little more sound than it was, say, a month or two ago. There's my, hey, Kev, there's my old pal, Ron Adams, the, the professor. And uh, you know what? When he talks, guys listen, because that's a voice of experience. And one of the best teachers that I've known in the NBA in the last 40 years. Uh, and what he's talking about is this. When a shooter can go up and then come back down in the same plane, that that takes away drifting left or right. Uh, you get the same elevation, and uh, what causes all that is the legs are in great shape. And look what he's had to deal with. Uh, I told you, I told the listeners a couple weeks ago. Back in the old days, a guy like Bernard King, he had an Achilles, and that just decimated his career. Uh, I, I can mention a ton of guys with ACLs. That never even came back. A, a great Laker player was Mitch Kupchak. Uh, and I, I, it's just what's gone on with the, the, the progress and these surgeries. And then the dedication to the therapy and the mental side as well as the physical. Kev, he just deserves so much praise. And to have this game last night just, uh, just puts a, a big... Big, big cherry on the hot fudge Sunday. Yeah, it really does. And the thing about it is that he's really been stepping up with no Steph Curry, with no Andrew Wiggins. I mean, last night he said he felt like he shot for all three of them. But it's not just the points. It's the when he's giving the Warriors these a 54 points last night and you know now averaging 30-plus per game on this recent homestand. They've really needed every one of his points with them being so shorthanded. Well, they really have because, you know, you're not going to get a lot of, listen, these these two guys I'm going to mention are just terrific assets for this team, but scoring is not the forte of Draymond and, and Loon. That, that's just not the way it is. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to specific guys to try to get scoring, and he's number one because, you know, I know we're going to talk about pool a little bit. There's some inconsistency there. And, uh, you know, his understanding of when to use the Jets, which he uses beautifully, and then the understanding of how to initiate contact. No better example than Young last night. Uh, You know, 
so with that said, he's your he's your one one A, one B, and one C option. And the way that he can score, as you noted, at key times, can be on a three off of a drift. It can be off of a move, uh, off of a screen. But all, what I also like about him is that he likes that right box. And Mitch Richmond used to like it there. And the reason he likes it is because a right-hander can turn left shoulder to the baseline, and the defender uh, is not going to get to that if you make a good turn, and you're not going to get double teamed on that. And he has a beautiful high release, and he's got a little size on the most of the guys that guard him. Uh, I don't think we talk about enough about the fact that he is six seven, and uh, yeah. so he gets it up and over. So to me, that's a great way. And uh, so there's so much variety in his game, and that's what's beautiful about it. Yeah, let's move over to Jordan Poole right now. You mentioned didn't have a great game last night. He did score 28 points, but it came on 31 shots. He was 11 of 31, 2 of 12 from 3. Uh, both corner threes, which is a good sign because before last night, he was 2 of 28 on corner threes for the season. And that second corner three hit was a pretty big one against the ATLians on Monday night. But he the, the, the thing is, he hasn't been super efficient. He's turned it over a lot since... Stephen Curry's gone out with a shoulder injury. So over those last nine games, 3.7 assists to 5.1 turnovers. And to me, and I definitely want to get your thoughts on this, Gary, but the way I see it, you have to live with it because he's always kind of had a wild card game to me. Like he can be a hot and cold guy. Like you, And to me, you need players who run kind of hot and cold because usually those guys have confidence in themselves. Jordan certainly has that. Now, obviously... You don't want your number one option to be super hot and cold, but you know, with no Stephen Curry, no Andrew Wiggins, obviously he is uh, up in the pecking order a little bit with those two key injuries. But you need extreme confidence, guys, and a guy like Jordan Poole, he's not going to be worried if he turned it over on the last possession or he took a really bad shot. He's going to go for his the, the next time, or he's going to still try to make a play. And that's one thing that I really like about Jordan Poole. And yes, the numbers, the efficiency numbers haven't been there recently, but he's still producing and he's still averaging 20 and a half points per game this year. So he, he has upped his scoring average a whole two points per game over last season, despite maybe not being as efficient as some would like. Well, and Kev, you, you, you've brought this out many a time. He just turned 23. Yeah. Uh, he's young. Now, I know another guy who's 23, and he's kind of flourishing too. His name's Luka <laughs> Doncic. And, and uh, you know, I'm watching all of those games and, and watching all the Warrior games. 23, my gosh, to have the ball as much as he has it. And this is out of necessity because you've got Steph down and Wiggs is down. And so he, he's got it. And I, you know the beauty of this whole thing? I never see any of his players making, uh, teammates making faces. If anything, they're, they're saying, hey, keep it going. We still believe in you. Turnover, that's all right. Let's go to the next play. I never see any of the coaches over there jumping up and down or just dropping their heads. And, you know, players can see that kind of stuff. Uh, so they've been supportive to him. If anything, I, I, I just love the way Steph Curry talks to him. 
uh, yeah. during timeouts or whenever. You can always see him like it's, hey, I got the big brother here to go to. What'd you see on that play? What could have I done better? Did you like the read I made? And, you know, Steph has got the arm around him, and he's he's sharing something with him. And you know what? Um you're going to live with this, and, and you touched on it. it it's not, you know, a, a level road here. He, he, we've seen some brilliance, and we've seen some frustrating plays with the turnovers or his decision-making. But uh, what an opportunity for this guy. And in the meantime, you're winning. So uh, yep. baptism under fire. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And to the point about him being 23, like he just signed the four-year contract extension he won't reach his prime until after his next contract has expired. Jerry West say that the prime of your career, 28 to 32. So he won't reach, just think about this, he won't be at the peak of his powers until after this contract extension is done. And despite his poor shooting from deep in the turnover miscues, he is still upped his game from last year from, from a pure scoring standpoint. And I, I think he's definitely taken some steps as far as, you know, in clutch time, crunch time, when the Warriors need big buckets, he has at certain times this year certainly been a, a reliable option. With Stephen Curry out, he has, despite the turnovers, really stepped it up in the scoring department. Yeah, I I, I think you're just totally on top of it. And, uh, you know, I, I love his, uh, his confidence level. Uh, I love his, uh, his energy. Um, you know, uh, all during the playoffs, uh, people were going right at him. I do think he's doing better defensively. Now, heck, the, the NBA, Kev, what the heck is the average now? Like 116 or something like that? And so, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't even put your hands on anybody. Uh, you know, this is like the NFL when they wanted to increase the scoring there. Uh, this thing now is, uh, you know what? You better surround yourself with some scorers because uh, that's just the way the NBA game is today. And uh, you know what? He's just going to keep getting better. And, and you're going to have a cornerstone for the next te- uh, 10 years uh, in your corner. To that point, Gary, about you know scoring being up so much, I think there are 43 different players in the NBA averaging 20 points per game this year. Do you think the rules have shifted too much towards the offense? Because when I grew grew up, how I came up in basketball, basically, or when I really started following the NBA, it was first to 90 wins. I mean, I grew up on (laughs) Heat Knicks. I love those kind of 82 to 77 grinders. I mean, that that was kind of in your heyday of being a GM and a head coach. uh, it, It was just absolute kind of, you know, possession grinding games i remember there was a game on nbc like the pacers and spurs played a 74 to 55 game there was that pacers pistons eastern conference finals game that was 71 to 67 like i like that kind of basketball and i like this kind of basketball too but but do you think that this is too much scoring no i don't think the fan is ever going to get discouraged with too much scoring i just (laughs) i think people love it uh you know, 50, what was it, 58 threes last night? Something like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just the game's totally changed. You know, I was thinking this afternoon about the centers I was fortunate to be with, like Bob Lanier and, you know, all, all these great big guys. And then I thought about power forwards and, you know, thought about, uh, 
you know, Terry Cummings and Buck Williams and, you know, Larry Smith. And those guys were like rock solid, like granite. I mean, and, and when, you know, we, we go against guys like Carl Malone and you, you just, the game has changed. I, I mentioned the three bigs for the Warriors. Uh, and that's, that's okay. I, I think it's all right because I, I love a lot of dribble penetration. Uh, I like ball movement. Listen, I, I think, and, and you know, this is debatable. I think the way the Warriors play is the players in the league favorite way to play. And I think uh, there's nothing wrong with mimicking how the Warriors play, but a lot of teams don't have the talent to do it. You know, uh, for example, I watch Dallas, and they don't have a lot of guys that can put the ball on the floor. Uh, you've got a unique player in Draymond in the, in the point power forward position. And uh, I think we're just going to see more teams trying to play like the Warriors because they, they create uh, not good shots, but great shots for each other. And it's, uh, it's, it's a great game to watch. And then, you know, I, I, I know we're going to get the DiVincenzo. And, and then I like these, these tough guys that, that just want to win. Uh, whatever it's called for, I'm going to do. Now, I look at that guy, and Kev, what do you think? 6'5"? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, say that again? 6'5 for DiVincenzo? Yeah, 6'5", six, 6'5". Five, six, five. All right, and, and look at him going in there and, and grabbing rebounds. I mean, it, it's just great to watch. So it's almost like positionless basketball. And yeah. what's your skill level? What can you bring to the team to help us win? And, and again, these guys are getting opportunities. you got to explain to me what the heck's going to happen to Lamb and Jerome. I, I, yeah. These guys have put the Warriors in a hell of a positive predicament because yeah, of the way they're playing. I, I'm just marveling at these guys. And I, nothing excited me more last night than when Lamb went in for that offensive rebound and has the, the presence to flip it back out there to Draymond for that three. And uh, I'm yeah. saying, gosh, and then we haven't talked since Jerome had the big game. And, uh, you know, so we're, we're on the bandwagon. It, all, all this good stuff is going on while these key guys, uh, the signature guys, are out. Yeah, so 59 three-pointers attempted oh, last night. Oh, I was night. short. The, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't don't shortchange them one, say. That, that was the most <laughs> in Warriors franchise history. 59 three-point attempts. Uh, so two, quickly on the two-way guys before we move to Dante DiVincenzo, and we do have to talk about what Dante has been doing recently. Ty Jerome is at 22 games. Anthony Lamb is at 30 oh. games. They are capped at 50 regular season games. If you're on a two-way contract, you can't play in the postseason. There is one open roster spot, so one of those guys yeah. could take that full roster spot and then be good for the postseason. If you wanted to keep them both, you'd have to waive someone or you, mm. you'd have to make a trade uh, to clear up some space. So so that would be kind of the deal with them. But they have both been really, really good. Anthony Lamb, 17 points last night, 13 Jeez. in the first half. You mentioned, Gary, that huge offensive rebound kick out. I mean, he was on the floor, just kind of tossed it out to Draymond Green for one of the biggest threes of the game. All right. 
Let's talk Dante DiVincenzo because he has been making clutch, clutch plays in these recent wins over Portland and Atlanta. Let's go back to the Portland game. I mean, they've had some kind of miracle wins. Uh, Miracle (laughs) might be a strong term. But these last three games, the Utah Jazz, uh, where they were undermanned back end of a back-to-back. They didn't have Clay Thompson for that game. Uh, they, they were down most of that game. They get the win. And, and then against Portland, they had the big lead. They were up 18. Then they're down 11. They're down eight deep into the fourth quarter. They take the lead. And Damian Lillard's trying to you know get Portland tied up or take the lead in the final minute. And guess who strips him? Big Dante <laughs> DiVincenzo. And then the on the very next offensive trip, hits the dagger three to go up five. And then, of course, last night, I, I was reading, I, I think this was the Anthony Slater article or Monty Poole. I can't remember where I got this one from, but they brought up the on his game time three to send to overtime, kind of the Vlade Divots to, to Robert Ori-esque <laughs> tip. What basically DeJounte Murray inadvertently did after blocking Jordan Poole's three-point attempt. I mean, he has just been money as of late for Golden State. Well, that, that just told, tells you how old those scribes are, remembering that play. Because uh, that's a long time ago with, with, with Divac and Hori. But, uh, you know, you've touched on this. This guy's a winner. Played in a fabulous program at Villanova. We have so many guys yeah. in the NBA you'd love to have on your team. I don't know if it's Bridges down in Phoenix. I don't know if it's Brunson in New York, uh, Bay in, in Detroit. I, I can keep going on and on. Uh, these, these guys know how to play winning basketball, and they compete, and they're tough, and they sacrifice, yeah. and they want to be part of the team. They accept their role. And that's what this guy's all about. Uh, I think you may know, Kev, of of the team's record when he plays and doesn't play. Uh, This guy, he he doesn't have the fastest feet in the the backcourt, but he understands the scouting report. He knows if somebody wants to get right for a drive, he knows if he goes left, he wants to pull up for his jumper. And if he's not a right-hander, that's going to be on that inside shoulder so he can sit on that. And uh, he really understands defense. And then his tenacity uh, uh, on the board, uh, I love it. And then, you know, making these big shots, the confidence to take the shot, let alone make them. And uh, so you got to love it about this guy. This is why they signed him. You know, when you lose a Peyton, uh, you know, he's sitting on the bench walking, watching that crazy, after he gets his ring from Draymond, watching that crazy uh, last part of the game. That was mind-boggling to me. But uh, I, I have nothing but positives for uh, DiVincenzo. Uh, he's a terrific young guy. He really, really is. And to your point, Gary, remember when they started 3-7 and seven this year? Well, Dante DiVincenzo didn't play after the first three games. He missed the next day. And, yeah. and yeah, he had the hamstring injury, so they go 2-6 and six in that stretch. And then he missed the Brooklyn and Knicks road games uh, to, to end the road yeah. trip. Uh, we don't need to relive <laughs> the final scores of those contests. So, like, <laughs> they are 2-8 and eight without him and 18-10 and 10 with him, if I'm doing the math in my head correctly. So, yeah, he has been absolutely huge. 
Uh, let's hear from Steve Kerr, Cam, if, you, if you've got this ready to play. Uh, this is what he had to say after the Hawks win uh, on Dante DiVincenzo and how he just continues to compete. Dante has really shined during this stretch with so many injuries. We've counted on him for big minutes, and he just continues to show why he's a winning player. I said it the other night, but the guy won two NCAA championships and an NBA title, and he competes every second of every game. He makes winning plays and rebound down the stretch, and then the three that he made to tie it, that was just Dante doing what he does. Yeah, I mean, to me, Gary, he is just a guy that you can trust when the game is on the line. And you know, a, a guy like Steve, a uh, fabulous coach, but I go all the way back when he was playing and he was on all these championship teams and he was a role guy and he was tough and he was willing to make, you know, take a charge or he was willing to take a big shot. And, uh, you know, I, I can feel the respect that Steve has for this young guy. And, uh, Again, kudos to Bob Myers and the guys. That that was a great get. It really was. Well, Dub Nation, the Harlem Globetrotters 2023 World Tour is returning to Chase Center on Sunday, January 15th. Join us live at Chase Center to witness amazing basketball skills and have a great time. Get your tickets now at chasecenter.com. Dante DiVincenzo has been absolutely huge. Uh, we, we talked about what he's done recently. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the Western Conference standings because they've certainly shifted a little bit. Nobody's running away with this thing. We'll, we'll see how high the Warriors can get with still more than a half a season to play. And we'll talk about... If the Warriors can finish off this homestand, a perfect 8-0. It's something that they have not done in franchise history. They've had two other homestands of eight games. The best they've done is 7-1. and one. That was actually last year at the start of last season when they were part of that 18-2 uh, and two starting route to uh, their fourth NBA championship in eight seasons. So we'll talk about that. We'll take your calls on 888-957-9570. That is the line again, 888-957-9570. One final break here on Warriors Roundtable right here on 95.7 The Game. Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean are holding court. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! At the Warriors Roundtable. You can't handle the truth! Curry, screen by Draymond Curry, gets free for three. Got it! On 95.7 The Game. Now back to Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. All right, folks, let's take a look at our upcoming broadcast presented by Ticketmaster, the Eight-game homestand continues with Game 6 tomorrow night against the Detroit Pistons, 6.30 on the air, 7 p.m. tip time with Tim Roy and Tom Tolbert on the, Tolbert, excuse me, on the call, 95-7 the game. That game presented by AMPM. Then the penultimate game of the homestand, Saturday night, nice little break between games against the Orlando Magic, 5 p.m. airtime, 5.30 tip time against the Magicians on Educators Night presented by Kaiser Permanente. And then two more more days between games and the homestand continues and concludes against the Phoenix Suns on Tuesday, January 10th, 6.30 airtime, 7 p.m. tip time on Star Wars night. 
Then the first two games of the road trip, it's a five-game road trip. It begins in San Antonio Friday, January 13th, 4 p.m. on the air, 4.30 tip time. And then Sunday in Chicago against the Bulls, who had just a heartbreaking loss, and according to the last two-minute report, should have been a win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Glad that in lifetime, though, that uh, the lane violation was not called so we could see Donovan Mitchell go for 71 points and 11 assists and account for 99 points. Unbelievable. But that game against the Bulls is uh, going to be on the air at 12 p.m., 12.30 tip time on 95.7 The Game. For all road games, it is Jim Barnett joining our Tim Roy. Well, Gary, with this five-game win streak, they're 20-18, and and all of a sudden they're tied for eighth with a reeling Phoenix Suns team that went 5-12 and in the month of December. Devin Booker's unavailable, and they got some breathing, breathing room from 11th place Minnesota three games back of them. And also this... They're just two games back of your Dallas Mavericks and a half game out of fifth. And the Sacramento Kings are right now in Utah leading by six points in the second quarter of that game. And, I mean, look, there's 44 games to go. So with the top nine teams separated by just four and a half games, Gary, the one seed is still very much in play. Well, it really is, and uh, some surprises, really. Uh, if you ask me today to, to look forward, I, I, I think Denver's going to be there uh, at one or two. I, I just uh, I agree. really, really like the way they're playing. Jokic, of course, uh, why not be the MVP three years in a row? That, that's how good he is. And Gordon uh, from San Jose, playing the best he's ever played. Uh, you know, Porter and Murray aren't really there yet. And when they get going, watch out. And I love Brown that they got from the Nets. Uh, Mike Malone, an old assistant here with the Warriors, done a great job. And I I think Memphis will be right there. Uh, And those two have 13 losses. Now, New Orleans has 14 losses. But now Williamson's going to be out at least three weeks with a hamstring. And Ingram's been out for a long time. And I don't know when he's coming back. He's got a toe problem. So we'll see how they hold up with some significant injuries. And, you know, you're looking at the Warriors with these injuries, and they've done darn well. And uh, I think those three are by themselves. And then you can, te- you can convince me the Warriors can get home court uh, because now I think it's wide open uh, when you get there. Uh, when you're looking at those other teams, uh, we're talking about the Warriors. We're talking, is Phoenix going to be okay, uh, you know, He's got another hamstring issue there. And Dallas. I mean, Dallas has had a great win streak along with the Warriors. Um, So those are going to be the teams right there uh, for like uh, four, five, six, seven. And then I got these other teams down at the bottom. I I, I think the Kings can get in. Uh, What's going to happen with Utah? Uh, Can they hold up? The team that I think can get in there before Utah is Portland. Uh, I just think they're tough, and yeah. I like their team. Uh, so that that's the horse race to me. Uh, I see Minnesota sliding. I don't know if Utah can hold up, and I like Sacramento more, more than both those teams. Yeah, I, I like I like Sacramento more than both Utah and Minnesota for sure. But they gave up a lot, and I understand why Minnesota made the move. Look, you. you you, you want to try to build upon what you did last year, and you want to add another 
big name and a big defensive presence uh, to to that front line with the trading for Rudy Gobert. They gave up a ton Ooh. to the Utah oh. Jazz, though. And I, I think you have to say that right now Utah has won that trade, and they are ahead of them by a, a game and a half in the standings, despite a lot of people thinking that Utah was going to be in the Victor Wembanyama sweet stakes. And, hey, they still could, but right now uh, they are certainly competing for a playoff spot. We got a couple of minutes left here on Warriors Roundtable. From 7 to 10 p.m. on 95.7 of the game, it'll be Dan Devone and Shamari Block. Always great listening to those two guys. Very entertaining. Uh, and looking forward to, to hearing them from 7 to 10 p.m. So be sure you keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game. But before we send this one off, Gary, it is Detroit, Orlando, and Phoenix. Do recent injuries to Jonathan Kaminga, he's got the, the foot sprain, James Wiseman, the ankle sprain, the uncertainty of Andrew Wiggins' return, dim your view of a potential perfect A-no homestand? Because a couple of weeks ago I asked you what, what your goal was for this homestand? You said six and two. Now six and two at this point would be disappointing. Uh, do you think this <laughs> can can still be a perfect homestand? The first ever eight and zero homestand in Golden State Warriors history. Yeah, I'm raising the bar. Uh, I definitely am. You know, Detroit without Cunningham. Uh, you know, they're getting some good play out of Ivy and and uh, you know Stewart and the young Duran from George uh, Georgetown and. But I don't know that they've got enough pieces to handle the movement uh, of the Warriors. And, you know, Orlando, they kind of owe them one. Orlando's struggling. They they had been playing terrific in the last three games. They haven't been playing well. And Banchero's come down to uh, average play. And uh, I'll tell you, Houston, I, I, excuse me, uh, Phoenix is struggling. So uh, these games are spread out nicely. And... Uh, Keep in mind, now you can win eight in a row, but here's some things to think about. The Warriors have already played 20 road games, and uh, that's big to me. Uh, they're going to go on these trips, and they've played a lot of heavyweights already. Uh, I, I think this 8-0 is just going to bring these guys to another level that are on the bench once Steph gets back and Wiggins get back, so everyone was concerned about bench play. I think it's now you can see it coming together and feel it. And uh, so it's a real positive. Well, we'll see if they can finish off a perfect homestand starting tomorrow against the Detroit Pistons. They owe all of these teams victories, by the way, because they've lost lost to all three of these teams, Detroit, Orlando, and Phoenix on the road. Phoenix twice on the road. So we'll see if they can kind of correct the ledger a little bit. Well, that will do it for us here tonight at Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. A big thank you to Sterling Bennett and Cam Williams. Big thank you to R.C. Davis, our senior producer, Marika Kleto, who gives us uh, the sponsor reads for Warriors Roundtable. For Gary St. Jean, I'm Kevin Dana. Keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game for Dan Devone and Shamari Block, and have a great evening, everyone. You've been listening to the Warriors Roundtable. Curry breaks it through, one hand three, up and good! On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. Playful and nailed it! 95.7 The Game. For tickets, call 888-GSW-HOOP.